Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Like always, you can check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That's our website. It has everything you need to know about us, our music, our videos, our podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging With Apes is the podcast. Today, we got a good show for you. We're going to go into the fact that the NFL is back, and we're all very excited about that. We're going to talk about UC Berkeley and them prepping for a controversial speaker, Ben Shapiro controversial is obviously in quotation marks but before all of that we're going to get into a little bit about remembering september 11th kind of the whole you know where we were uh what it meant how we felt how far we've come and um and where we think we're going so uh you know that's that's a important day in our history of his nation so where were you on September 11th, 2001, when you first found out about the attacks. Oh, man. I'll never forget it. Um, I was in grammar school. I woke up, turned on the TV, because we had a, a little... It was, it's so funny. It was a tube TV in the kitchen. So my mom turns on the TV. We see one of the World Trade Centers. Uh, one of the smoke. buildings, one of the towers. Yeah, one of the towers. In smoke, and then me and my mom look at each other, and then my brother gets there, and we're all just kind of like, "What the hell?" So, so they're, they're saying, you know, "Oh, it must have been a, you know, an accident or something." Yeah. Some everyone's, it's everything is in a disarray, and we're just so confused. We're looking at the screen. I get goosebumps just thinking about that. And then the other plane hits the other tower, and then right away we just look at each other, and then right then and there, you know that that wasn't an accident. What and it's just kind of speechless, and then obviously you know we had to eat and uh, we were just like so baffled about it. She takes us to school. That was the weirdest day in school. Yeah, that was the weirdest day. No air trap. You know there was no quiet, somber. The teachers, yeah. like everything was just about that. And um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was that. And then you get out of school. And I remember that day when it was it was my whole family, so my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and me. And one of the, you know, I, I, I don't know about anyone's dad, but I don't really, like, ever recall too many times when I see my dad, like, tear up or cry. That was one of those days, and I remember it was when, when you saw those people falling from, from the buildings. Mm. And, and, like, dude, that shit, I'll never forget it. I mean... It was so sad. It was so sad to be an American that day, you know, like seeing that and is is one of those things you don't you don't ever fathom to, for something like that to to happen. And when it does and you see the, you know, just the way everything is and just uh people dying on live television, you know? Yeah. And and then seeing your parents react cuz you're a kid. So so as a kid, you don't really get the gravity of it mm-hmm. that was when i found out like 100 percent, like or, or not not so much that i found out but like it hit me the gravity when like my parents were like literally like 
you know, my mom was like weeping and my dad was like trying to contain his tears. I was like, man, that was, then that was that day. And nothing was ever the same after that. Yeah. I, I remember similar to you waking up and, uh, Waking up to the news, because obviously, like when you get it ready for school, yeah. I don't do that now for work. But but when I w- when I used to get ready for school, the TV would be on. Yeah. It's and you know it's it's different for me now. Like I don't really watch TV as I'm getting ready for work. But I was getting up, getting ready for school, and same thing. One of the towers had already been struck by one of the planes, and I thought the exact same thing you did. Accident, you know, horrible accident. You know, the thing is, I did not, I did not see on live TV the second plane hitting. I, I didn't see it. So I'm thinking that it was just the one. Yeah. So when I get to school and I start talking to different people and, and different teachers are talking about it and they're saying, you know, the plane hit, the plane hit. You know, I, I, I understood that. I, it was to my understanding that it was just that one plane. But then I'm getting all of this information by, by word of mouth that actually a second plane had hit. And so I'm trying to comprehend this. Like, what does this mean? Like, are, are they mistaken maybe? Because like I said, I didn't see it for myself live. And then the 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 i the 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 news that the towers fell that they had collapsed so like you know as a kid it's like you're processing all of this and it's and it's a feeling that that's sort of uh remarkable in the sense that i don't think you really feel something like this much in your life maybe some people don't ever feel it but it was it was a feeling of of like the things that you, that you kind of take for granted yeah are are not indestructible you know what i'm saying like like when you're a kid and you go downtown and you see these humongous towers these huge buildings yeah. you sort of like like part of it is like like this indestructible feeling and a lot of that stuff is if if you if you revert it back to your psyche it, it kind of coincides with you know your superhero spider-man superman flying through the city these big towers and all of that stuff yeah and like the this idea that that like they tumbled they tumbled and and then and then more so than that the idea that like it wasn't an accident once you, you kind of start processing the fact that like you're under attack yeah it, it it's like well what do I do? Like what, you know, what happens now? Like what happens tomorrow? You know, because you got to understand, you got to understand that we live in an, a country that we take for granted the safety that we have. There's mm-hmm. other places yeah. and, and around the world where that feeling, they, people experience that feeling a lot more often. And that feeling is a, is a, a more common occurrence, the, the feeling of being attacked or being in danger but not so much but, in but but not in the United States that's not a common feeling and and up until that point in my life I had never felt it I I didn't I didn't know what that felt like and so it's like I'm like we're under attack and so I got out of school that day and um my mother and I we had met up with my grandfather because uh, my grandfather was actually a, around that time doing his will uh mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, he had an appointment with the lawyer. So, like, we went and then we went with him to the lawyer. And I remember no planes in the sky. And obviously, you know, my grandfather was a, a, a paratrooper in the Korean War. So he had a lot of a, a, a lot of concern and a lot to say and, and his own thoughts about the, the situation. And then I remember that day, that day, yeah. the conspiracy theories already started developing in people because there was a guy at that office who like, like while my mom and my grandfather were talking to the lawyer... Like, I was talking to him, and uh, he was saying how, like, no Jewish people had went to work. Somebody in New York told him that no Jewish people went to work that day, that, like, they knew that it was. Ha- so I was already seeing it, like, and, you know, yeah. that stuff really, be, like, the all the conspiracy theories that came from 9-11, that became a real thing. Like, there were websites that were dedicated to conspiracy theories and documentaries yeah. that were de- dedicated to conspiracy theories. And the day of, I remember vividly that, like, this dude was telling me some shit that was, like, totally untrue. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, they're saying this and that. But but a friend of mine in New York, he told me that no Jewish people went to us. Like, oh. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't necessarily believe it. But I didn't know what, to, what to whether believe? not to believe it. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, like, this shit is crazy. Like, you know. <laughs> And then as a kid, you know, I would always be looking in the sky and like, I just remember vividly like, boom, nothing, nothing in the sky. And then every now and again, like a fighter jet or like a a fleet of fighter jets would pass, you know, obviously they're patrolling and shit. But, but it was, it was a a situation that, like I said, I had never felt before. And, and since then, since that day, I, I haven't felt that. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And America was never the same. Um, Security. The security market, and what I mean was like security officers, like that shit blew up. Yeah, I mean you could get a job in security anywhere for any building. It was that was that was something that that completely changed. Then of course we had um like the whole fight against you know war against terrorism, um, which I, I feel I feel that that uh I don't know I don't know if history will be kind to to George Bush. But I feel like the American people were very unkind to him. Yeah. I, I felt like the, the American people, n- not too long after that, forgot like yeah. the, 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 the big thing that this man had on his plate. Yeah. And, and, and he had to deal with something that no president before him had ever had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, what, fucking... Roosevelt, <laughs> well, but Pearl even Harbor. Roosevelt, even Roosevelt, they were attacking military. Like yeah, with Pearl Harbor, people, they weren't yeah, attacking yeah. like civilians, like in downtown in their jobs. Yeah. You know, some civilians during Pearl Harbor died, yeah, but, 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 but it, it was, wasn't. The, it wasn't like oh, we're going to a metropolitan area and we're killing civilians. It no. was a strategic strike towards a military. You know, you know, which that point, I guess. that in and of itself is an indication of, of of the degree of enemy and like the, the like the 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 willingness and and the 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 depths that this this enemy is willing to sink to like conquer yeah. its opponent you know what i'm saying like is japan attacking military yeah. which even a lot of uh like like in, in stuff that i've read about world war ii even a lot of the japanese generals and and high-ranking military officials felt like all they did 
with uh, the United States was wake up a giant. Like mm-hmm. they even they felt like you know what like you know we we did this preemptive attack and like we surprised them, but we f- kind of fucked up. Like yeah. we're we're we weren't in it. You know, we what were I'm just saying? kind of in the sidelines. Yeah. Just- and, and Which I think also was a mistake on our part yeah. because, like, dude, this is World War level, yeah. and you can't, we can't just. You're the superpower, right? And now. We're, we're like sitting back, so, so in, in that regard, you know what I'm saying? That was uh, that that's another you know historical lesson. The Patriot but, Act too. It, oh, that came like, from September from 11th. Yeah, yeah 11. well, that was that was the next thing that I was gonna like get into, just the the expansion of government. Yeah. Which is crazy because if you, 9-11 was a marker for Bush where it's like everything before it, he was actually like, everyone loved him. Everything he did, I mean, he was winning awards and then 9-11 happened. And, you know, that was like a sense of patriotism and everyone was behind him. And, and, then and yeah, that, even then they said that during 9-11 and, you know, that time period that he had one of the highest approval ratings in history of any president. Like everybody loved them. Mm-hmm. We love you. <laughs> but um but then after that obviously things changed drastically. Yeah. What's so crazy about that, and I remember because obviously this was later on in life in you know, because that happened when we were in grammar school and then in uh high school. Wasn't yeah, it was high school. We hadn't graduated yet from high school when the Dark Knight came out. The Dark Knight movie. Yeah, Dark I think we, we were still in high school. Yeah. Or, or maybe it was ending. Hmm. Let me see. No, I, I think we were well past it, weren't we? Or I, I definitely know year. Batman Begins. We were in high school. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure that one. But I, I don't. Well, yeah, let's look it up. Let me see. I'm but anyway, I remember. I remember that uh, when um, when the Dark Knight had came out, I instantly saw sophomore year of college. Oh, okay. So we, we were two years out. Oh, yeah, six. Okay. So we, were in, okay. we were in college during that time. Okay. So that's why it seemed that that we were um, that we were still in school because we were, but it was college. It was kind of a different vibe, but we were still kind of in a yeah. You know, we were with our group or whatever. Well, I remember vividly watching the movie and like making all the connections between Batman and like George Bush and Joker and terrorism. Yeah. And and like the undertones and and it's so funny because there's so many people that I re- I remember in that time that like hated Bush and were so anti Bush, and they saw the Dark Knight and like they never were able to make the connections of the political undertones and then how even Alfred said like you can be the one that everybody hates and I felt like that was something that maybe history will reveal. That what was great about George Bush is that the man was willing yeah. down the road to be the person that everybody hated for for our benefit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The only problem is the only problem is is that real life is not a movie, and what happens is sometimes when you expand government like that, while your intentions for that expansion of government might be noble. The next person who takes power may not, and they might use that and and abuse that that expansion of government and that power. Yeah, and I remember even in the scene in the Dark Knight where where um, uh, Tracy Morgan's character uh, was a uh, Lucius Fox. Tracy said, Morgan was not in the. Not Dark Tracy Knight. Morgan, no Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> Imagine. Yo, 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 what's up, Bruce? What's up? This is dangerous. <laughs> no, but like, no Morgan Freeman. I was like, Tracy Morgan was not in the dark night. <laughs> that would have been so off character. That was, I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, ladies and gentlemen. Morgan Freeman. That's great. Which is the complete opposite. But yeah, I remember when he, he saw, like, uh, what Batman had, like those, all those computers that pretty much could see through everything, um, which is pretty much signifying like kind of like the Patriot Act, and like how he's like, this is dangerous. And he's like, like, one man should not have all this power. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, it's an understandable. I didn't understand it then. I understood it afterwards. I, well, I understood. You didn't like, understand in, in, what in exactly. A way, in a way, I. I because like I remember when the Patriot Act was passed, I thought it was like it was good. Oh, me too. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I remember yeah. I remember defending it to people and saying, well, you know, what are people so worried about? Like, I understood, the, you know, the phone tapping thing, all of that. You know, yeah. like where where the judges didn't have as much legal uh, bureaucracy to go to to get somebody's phone tapped and all that. Exactly. And I and I the way I saw it was like, well. Why, you know, if, if people aren't doing anything wrong, what do they have to worry about? But it's good that, like, we're older now. We could look back at that and see that, you know, obviously you don't know everything when you're young. You don't even know everything when you're old. But um, how that, that thought process can be mistaken. Yeah. And also it's just experience, like, looking at things. Time, time could tell you a lot of things that you don't necessarily, like, time is the best teacher. Because I might feel this way today, and then, you know, after a while, you see if when it was implemented, did it work, did it not? And I feel now that, to a certain extent, it was us giving in to fear, you know? like yeah. and, and, and when you give in to fear, you know, that that's, that's and something like the Patriot Act, that, that's, uh, that weakens you. That weakens you because now you saw, well, the last uh, leaks... The, the last WikiLeaks they had on the CIA, how they could like literally tap into a Samsung TV to listen to people's conversations. So, you know, that that's like completely... And obviously, they're not looking for like whatever we're talking about unless they're trying to leak, you know, hanging with that apes episode. <laughs> well, then, yeah. But <laughs> but otherwise, you know, I know that, that, that obviously that would be more so for, for you know, high-profile characters who might be a danger to this country. But what if... What if it's not? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, what if, uh, <laughs> what if, what if one day, one, one, exa- exactly. And now it's like, oh, well, we heard you were talking about this and we don't allow that. Like yeah. you, you were talking about this or you plan on doing this or, or we tapped in and we heard that you were having a, a Bible study session, but it, our government doesn't allow Bible study. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Stuff like that. And, you know, people that just heard that be, might laugh or think, oh, that's some extreme ass shit. Yeah. But there are places in the world that don't allow that shit don't yeah. allow certain ideas and, and certain belief systems so it is it is important to recognize and and think about that kind of stuff so v for vendetta shit spider-man rain or uh batman's uh novel there, there was one graphic novel i want to say it was a dark knight that that went over that right the whole like totalitarian as government where like you can't i know there's a spider-man one it's called spider-man rain it had its flaws but that was kind of like the scary part about it yeah, a, a place where you can't have your thoughts, and then and then also with that degree of of government and and government expanding like that, 
it can get dangerous when more vile politicians get in the mix. Because, for instance, I feel like Bush's intentions were noble. Like, I feel like, you know, his his heart was in the right place with all of that stuff. And I've never seen any anything to to serve as evidence to suggest otherwise. But now you let's let's take something that Rahm Emanuel has said, and he said this while he was Obama's chief of staff. He says, "Never let." Well, I'm trying to remember the exact quote. It was never. Oh, I know. The it was uh, the about so, some alluding to the the opportunity of. Um, of a of a good of a good issue yeah look it up because I what the fuck but pretty much essentially saying like don't let like when such when bad stuff happens like use it to your advantage to kind of like gain more control or or have more uh you know like push your agenda like use it as an opportunity so sort of be an opportunist yeah and I remember I actually remember uh, you. It was, um, so this is a quote uh, verbatim. You never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. Exactly. That, and, and so when you have a situation like that where it's like, okay, well, let, we could call for an, uh, an expansion of government. Boom. Now you have more government entities in place and like circulating and, and, and moving. So now you have an opportunity to maybe take away some freedoms or do certain things that you weren't able to do before because people would not allow it because there was in their mind, no reason for it, you know? And, and that's why it gets scary. The idea of, cause even, even that like, uh, like when they like get into this, like race war shit or, or stuff like that, like you know, things that could like allude to to that stuff is like, what really are they, are they going for? You know, what was like, um, recently I was watching uh, Lord of War, which is a pretty good movie. Yeah. The one with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And I remember, uh, he was talking like in the beginning of the movie, he's talking to this guy who's like a big arms dealer. And he's like, oh wow! Like he's talking about, uh, he, he's trying to talk to him, like want, wanting to do business. And then, and then the guy says, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm not on any side. He's like, I sell, he's like, I sell bullets, and and at the end of the day, uh, that is much more precious to me, or much more important than any vote that really makes changes. And and it's kind of. A scary thought, but you know, like while while you have, like you said, a race war and you have people fighting each other, you know, what are these people doing behind the scenes? You know that that are that want this type of thing going on. And the quote, the quote, really, like if you think about it, the quote is an uh, it's it's real opportunistic, but at the same time, it's like the right person saying that quote. It could be a good thing. The wrong person saying that quote. Yeah, that's what I'm be saying. A bad thing, you know. It's 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 which, it's scary. which we know Ram is a vile politician. So yeah. for him, like, <laughs> that that just scares you when when someone like him says that. Exactly, you know. And then and then and then you see it. It's like oh, Chicago is is uh in financial strains. Well, you know, taxes. Okay, but but how come when you're when you're pushing the taxes? It's not like oh, this is a, a temporary tax till we get our financial bearings. No, yeah. this is a tax and it stays there. Yeah, 
not to mention people I was actually pretty proud uh, this morning when I was watching the news because uh, they were going over the statistics of who believes that this is for health. 7.75% of Cook County believes that this is for health reasons. Right, and those are probably all part of the Muffoys that are part of his machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and the rest, that was like 4% that were unsure, which by, like, my God, do you have to be an idiot? <laughs> so... I'm sure those people need to go back to, you know, school or something. And um, then the rest of, of Cook County were pretty much, like, aware that this is just really just taking money. Which is funny because right now all these political commercials that you see, you know, but uh, I forgot who's paying for these commercials, these political, but it's talking about the tax. Yeah, and how I've saying, seen some you know, of them. It's for health, and this is for the people, and this is like, motherfucker, we don't buy this shit. Like, we know you just want to take money. Yeah. And use it because you're government and you don't know how to fucking run shit to begin with. So shut the fuck up <laughs> and, that, and waste your money on that commercial because no one's gonna believe it. No one's gonna buy it. And and that and that's the left for you. The left is taxing people and trying to shut people up that don't agree with them, which is what's going on with uh, oh, Ben God. Shapiro at yeah. Berkeley. And and. <laughs> And it's so funny that the the way that they're talking about it on Twitter and, and different social media outlets about Ben Shapiro coming to Berkeley, like if like if it's some he's some sort of national or, or, or natural disaster yeah. about to hit Berkeley. Let, let brace me, yourselves. Yeah, brace <laughs> yourself, yeah. Like Hurricane Ben <laughs> is coming to UC Berkeley. What the fuck? Have your fucking umbrellas out. Yeah, he, that's the ridiculous. man is not is 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 not even belligerent. He's not extreme at all. I I could say that like uh, something like that is is a little bit more warranted for maybe like a Milo because he's he's a little bit more extreme. But even even with that, like you know, I, I fucks with Milo. Like yeah. I think he should be able to say whatever he wants to say. Yeah. But but even with him, that sort of response is a little bit more warranted than with Ben Shapiro. And, and even then, like when you when you break down, like like you said with Milo, when you break it down, it's all about free speech. No matter what you say, it's free speech. It's someone's just saying words. Like, do you really need counseling for that? Yeah, that Your precious that's what, little fucking they're, snowflake. They're 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 offering counseling. To yeah, people yeah, they're, they're offering that, counsel- for that, Ben Shapiro, not even for Milo. For Milo, obviously, that's a given. Um, and by and when I mean given is because like people are so sensitive because of Milo. Um, but Ben Shapiro on free speech, and and, they, and, and it's funny because some of the articles on the thorny issue, free speech, thorny, really, free speech is, it's free speech, like. That's what this, you know, that's what America is based off of, like free speech. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand some of the greatest musicians of all time. How uh, thorny? What? The yeah, fuck? that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. You know, like, and to me, it's not even the whole free speech thing. It's free speech when convenient. You know, because, because. You know, you hear other people say certain things, and, and if it fits the narrative for the left, then it's fine. You know what I mean? And I'm fine. Whatever people say, I'm fine. I know like uh, like uh, Kendrick Lamar, how he says about shooting uh, a cop or something. 
uh, put put a bullet in the back. Uh, I, I was it was on the I song. Oh, okay. Uh, shoot, like shoot a cop or whatever. That's fine. Whatever. Say it. I don't. I know you don't mean it in that way, but whatever. You said it. That's fine. You have the right to, but people don't say anything about that. Right. See, I don't say anything about it, but I mean, at about the same either time, or. Yeah. Either or. At the same time, I I would be a hypocrite because like I grew up on Eminem, and 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 fucking you know Marilyn Manson and you know. Well, Jay Z wasn't very controversial, but even then, it's just rap in, in general is just a controversial, you know. Out of all the music, it's the most controversial. So even if you get like a Nas or a, or a well, Nas was pretty controversial too in, in his own way. Um, but you, even if you get like the the softest when it comes to to, to controversy, which is like a Jay Z or something, you know, you're still gonna get controversy, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. That, you know, I'm fine. You need that. You need fuck the police. You know what I'm saying? Like you need that. Like I fucks with that with with NWA. I understood the 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 message behind it. I understood at the time how they felt. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing, because look at the wave of what fuck the police was for 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 uh, a rap generation after that. You know, like it was just skillful rappers talking about different things. You know, you don't have to agree with the message. You know, some people agree, some people disagree, but they have the right to say it. Just like, just like, honestly, just like a a, a, a a fucking white supremacist has the right to say, like, you know, RX Phonics is a dirty-ass Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like, and whatever, you could say that. It is what it is. I don't agree with you. I bathe on a daily basis, but still. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Stop being so soft. Because at the, the world is so, is so fucking vile. Like, if you're not ready to, 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 to you know, realize that and, and, and live in your own little fucking safe space, then you're not ready for the real world. And and, and to me, that's, that's very telling. Like, come on, man. Ben Shapiro, um, and, and that's another thing. With the Politicon, I was proud that Ben Shapiro, and I forget the other guy's name from Young Turks. It's not that I forget. It's just I don't know how to say it, and I don't want to fuck it up. Uh, Chank Uger. Chank Uger, yeah. Um, that was great. And, and, and Chank Uger, like, I... I of course, naturally, I didn't agree with much that he said, if anything. But I, when I watched the the debate, I was happy to see that he didn't resort to what these college kids and these college campuses resort to, which is like, you fascist, racist, bigot. You know, he had his points. He disagreed. Ben had his points. You know, he disagreed. And that's fine. That's what you need. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that's what kind of makes Milo important now. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos because you need someone to kind of pick at, at those people. Yeah, like you, you need somebody that's willing to use those same tactics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he uses them in a more intellectual and creative way, but similar tactics. And uh, like I like a lot of times like how dismissive he is. Yeah, and it's so funny because the left gets so upset and they they get enraged about it, but yet they're very dismissive themselves. Yeah, it's like, oh well, you know, I don't want to hear what you have to say about abortion because you're a you're a white Christian man, like you don't have any. I your your thoughts about it are void. You have nothing to say about it. So what does Milo do? He says that about about them, and like it enrages them yeah. because. They feel like they're the only ones that could use such a tactic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny because I haven't finished his book yet, but you know I'm I'm almost finished, and I'm getting more and more into it. 
that's an important book, man. Yeah. Like Dangerous yeah. is it's a very yeah. important Probably book. Probably the most important book right now when it comes to politics as far as colleges are concerned. The college level type, you know, kids, I think they need to read that. Just because like you need like reality in your life. Another thing too, now that now that you're on the book, he talks about how even some of the people who who naturally fall into the left side of the spectrum like let's say like Seinfeld who's a leftist or Chris Rock they don't even want to go to college campuses and do their their comedy there and because like those people are way too sensitive so so you said it before the left has a way of eating itself and like some there's certain people in 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 the left that are starting to see that and they're like oh shit you know what I'm saying like this is not good we're going down a path where like we're we're not we're not winning. It's weird though because there's so many people on the left that if you look at things logically, it really doesn't make sense for them to be on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Like like the one who baffles me is Jay-Z. I don't understand that for the life of me. Cuz he's a capitalist. I mean, That's like, what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't, make like any it, sense. it doesn't make any sense and then like you being in the business world how how do you and but but then that that makes me kind of think maybe that that's not so much leftism and that's more elitism because the leftists are the elite you know what i'm saying yeah. and so maybe that's more of a of a well yeah i don't want motherfuckers to be where i'm at and do what i do and how i do so yeah. let me let me let me tell these stupid motherfuckers like this is the route to go yeah. So that they could keep, you know, going down that path. Because that's, that's really the only thing that makes sense because the guy is just, he's just too smart for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, um, and shit, I forget the, 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 the song name because I haven't heard it in such a long time. Because Jay-Z took it to title on the blueprint. It was uh, the first blueprint. The... Dun, 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 uh, yeah, dun. I know what you're talking about. Which you song? don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Well... That song is like one of my favorite Jay Z songs because it's like so fucking like get money like you know like I love that song I love that song because of the right reasons and like to me that that's like the reason why I don't understand why like what, his politics because yeah. like this it's like he's such a you know go getter you know such a you know like I'm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make do what it do and I'm gonna once I make you know like that one line where he's like I got one million two million three million more yeah like that shit is great I like it 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 you know it resonates with me so and 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 then you see because that was the blueprint you know the first blueprint album you know you you fast forward all the way to four forty four this is like an old older man you know like who who conquered everything and like now he's Rapping about how credit is the most important thing, yeah. you know, like this is great. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's so weird to me. So so weird to me. Like guys like him are on the left side of the political spectrum. Yeah. But like I said, either it's a little bit of elitism, or maybe it's a little bit of of success guilt. It's like, oh well, I'm you know, I, or sometimes I, it's I'm, just I'm from this this place, and so. Sometimes I still have this old man. I, I, I don't know. The demographic you speak to, too. You know, like if you say something, you might not be allowed to because because the way society is, is they paint you as like yeah, whatever true. you have to be. So if, if you're a Latino or a black man, you're obviously a Democrat. Like that's how they paint it. Um, or, 
you, you you see it you see it all the time. That's why Milianopolis is so weird because like, you know, well he he says that in the book, and yeah. I think so far that's probably one of the most important points in the book that I've read so far mm-hmm. is how and I've said this before myself how certain minority groups like political minority groups whether whether it's you know blacks hispanics or 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 gays or or whatever the case that it's the most terrifying thing to the left to see those people detract from that side because yeah. it's like whoa like like you guys are kind of our main constituency yeah. and and if if you're becoming awakened then we really don't have a political future because it's true, and and we've said this on the show countless times. Right now, the left has no message. It's no. really uh, what they bank off of is like, oh, you're black, you're Hispanic, you're gay, we love you. Yeah, you're That's transgender, we love you. Okay, but what have you done for me lately? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay, the like, whole transgender thing kills me because, like, how do feminists cope with transgenders? Like now, 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 men are being better women than you, and winning women and, of the year. Yeah, so we're even better at being women than women. <laughs> I know, like we're better at everything. <laughs> because because if you see like all the awards of women of the year, it's wild. Like they, like fucking, I don't even remember his uh, his his Caitlyn Jenner wasn't a woman for three hundred sixty five days, and he won the award. That means technically he is the best woman to ever win that award, because he was. It's like. The only way that a woman could win that award and be better than him is obviously if, like, a, an the, infant. I, the, whoever's listening should just see the smile <laughs> on his face as he's saying this because this is not like serious at all. But <laughs> I'm just using like like their the, logic, the 2017 but, logic. But, right but now. it is crazy. Like like if you have like if you had a, a fucking a, a, a feminist right, and like let's say like a bunch of like extension cords were were coming out of her body into different like feminist outlets yeah and all the shit that's coming caitlin jenner and this and that and that she would explode the feminist would explode yeah because what the fuck like how do you how do you say how do you say yeah. and remember we talked about this when, when when we were driving from anaheim to la yeah. uh about to catch the plane back to chicago how do you say that women Women that wear high heels and makeup yeah. are, are giving in to men's standard of, of beauty, and it's not right. But yet, a man wearing high heels and makeup, without getting his shit chopped off, just wearing high heels and makeup, like he's a revolution. Like how how do you yeah, yeah. like mentally like w- contort yourself and fucking do yeah, those yeah. gymnastics? To like, it's, it's so funny to make right that now we're work. Trying to <laughs> yeah, like to make that work in your mind logically. Like, what the fuck kind of shit this has to be going on in your mind yeah. for that to make sense? Like, oh, sweetheart, you you trying to be beautiful and, and, and wear high heels and wear makeup for a man? You're just giving in to the, to the misogynistic, uh, marginalized view of women. But but, uh, Mister, you wearing high heels and makeup. You're a hero. You're what? Life what is, the fuck I, is going on? I'm gonna like, be honest with you. Life is a little too complicated to complicate it some more. So I just don't think about these things. Like whatever, whatever anyone wants to do is is their prerogative. It's decent, but uh, 
I just don't want to think about it because like it's just too confusing. Like for me to ha- like right now we're literally trying to figure out how a feminist somehow makes sense of this. Well, well, the, like, but the thing is, the point is, is that there is no figuring it out because they don't even have it figured out. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So I'd rather just like play NBA 2K or some shit, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> than to think about this shit. But it, it's fucked up. But but see, that's 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 where we're at in 2017, where where stuff like this is is uh, it doesn't even make any sense. And, and you know, eventually, like the way things are going politically, the left will regain some ground. Though they're just gonna have to, you know, they're gonna have to uh, just revolutionize. Or not even revolutionize, just get back to the basics, you know? Because because if you see some of the some of the best presidents were fairly moderate. Yeah. yeah. You know, you see Reagan. Um But the thing is, this is this is where I kinda disagree with what you just said. Things since Obama politically have become so extreme. That really, right now, the right, it's really moderate. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't. I think what's going to happen is, is that this, this them revolutionizing or the revolution is really just them breeding more on the left, or or that that title themselves or identify as being on the left as just kind of sliding back more more moderate because right now the right if you like just in this country as yeah. a whole the right is not extreme right at all no. like it's well, real Trump, moderate like the, the, is, the right is yeah. yeah i don't really care about gay marriage get married like i don't care about that yeah. like before the right was no i'm against that that's wrong absolutely not no now the right is out never cared really like but, whatever but, go ahead like i just i just think we should do something about north korea we should yeah. be more fiscally responsible and and you should stay the fuck out of what I'm talking about. Like if I want to say it, I could say yeah. like it's that's become, really the right right now. Yeah, it's become more libertarian, more independent. You know what I'm saying? Because it, like with Trump, man, like the way the media portrays him is like he's like the most right wing yeah. conservative. Not really. No. Like did you just see what like the the fucking debt ceiling uh bills that he just passed like you know what I'm saying like that is some fucking straight up like Democrat shit. But like, and, and and you see presidents in in history do that, you know. Oh, which which by the way, uh, since you're on the topic today, John Stossel, which I find him to be a pretty reliable uh, journalistic news source, uh, tweeted that today we we hit twenty trillion in debt. So twenty trillion. So Jesus so Christ. strong work, uh, Washington. Yeah. Strong work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's crazy. Uh, and to me, it's like you know, shit, we're broke. That's fucking horrible, <laughs> man. Like yeah. this shit is wild. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, we're in a state where that's a mess in in itself. Like, you know, because there's some states that actually do pretty good for themselves, but like Illinois. So to to think about the whole country and and where we're at, maybe yeah, we bad. should take all the politicians out of Washington yeah. and replace them with NFL owners and maybe they could get the financial <laughs> situation good. Right. Because uh, obviously NFL is back. Yeah. The NFL manages their money way better. We'll leave Roger. Well, he's not an owner, but let's leave Roger Goodell out of that situation. He's a politician. Yeah, he is. He is. Roger Goodell, I think, would have a great uh, career in politics because that's what the fuck dude is. Yeah. But... um. Just before we close out, thoughts on, on the NFL being back? 
Fuck my fantasy team. No. My uh, fantasy team is doing great right now. Yeah, my my team was quite underwhelming, so I'm not happy about that. I'm happy the NFL's back. It's funny how like um, a, a fantasy team doing well, it really speaks on on the the owner of the team, <laughs> it, on the character to the characteristics of the owner. I fucking suck. Yeah, man, it's 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 bad, man. Greg Olson, I hate you. It's funny how 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 serious people take fantasy football, like to the point where like they get real angry about it and and they'll tweet like real mean shit to the players. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, He's human. Yeah, I. It's all fun. Like I don't take that shit serious. Yeah, but you know, see, we play for you know, we play just for fun. But like, there's people who take that stuff serious. That stuff is 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 crazy. But I'm 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 pretty happy. I'm content. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I like uh, the Chargers, which is weird because now they're in L.A. So it's like every time I see the abbreviations, it's L.A.C. Mm-hmm. So um. I'm excited to see how their season goes. I'm really excited overall. It's funny how they're not getting any traction. Like there's all player, all types of players like putting their fists up or sitting down, and it's like people say, "Oh yeah, he sat down." That's it, which is uh, which is good because I'm tired of that shit. And like I'm, I just want to watch football. I don't want to talk politics when I watch football. Like we we already and, and that know. and that's good that you you respond like that. But you know, there's a lot of people that are, are tuning out. They're they're. They were hoping that the league would kind of do something about it. And I don't know yeah. if you read that article that Jerry Jones more or less alluded, like, hey, no, none of my players better be on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like it. And and the thing is this. When you, uh, when I, you know, okay, people who, who listen to Hanging with Apes, obviously, you see that we talk a lot about politics and issues and this, this, and that, and we analyze things. So when I go play NBA 2K or, or when I go watch a movie or when I go, you know, watch a football team, the last thing I want to do is, like, think about work because it is our job to think about work. And really, as as a, as a as an American, it's your job to be informed. So, like, yeah, that's what you do on Sundays and, and, and or when you watch basketball. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's where we come in. We help you learn about the news. No, but... You know, when you when you want to have fun, you want to have fun. You don't want to talk about that shit. I don't want to fucking talk about Donald Trump while, you know, Tom Brady is scoring a touchdown. I want to just fucking eat chicken wings and fries and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what yeah, I want to do. And, and I think and that's how shit. it is for the average person. But you know what's crazy is I'm not like that. Like, like I actually do like talking about this stuff, even in settings that, like, isn't necessarily appropriate. Oh, like, yeah, for yeah. instance... Like I give you an example, like you know, one of our friends, uh, he's he's having a baby soon, and you know, so he sent out the invites to the baby shower, which we we're just talking. I don't, yeah. I didn't even know that that was something that men go to, yeah. But uh, apparently, but he hasn't been a very good friend lately. Just yeah. putting it out there. Shout out to uh, Big Baby. Uh, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, but one of the reasons, and this might be a little bit fucked up on my part, but one of the reasons why I. I I want to go is because yeah. is because he has that that female friend that's like real feminist, oh. and like and like last time like we debated like I I just utterly destroyed her, so that's not a baby shower is not a setting to like think of it shouldn't be a setting to yeah. like go and destroy a feminist but like I I always like kind of like to jump at the opportunity and that yeah. and I really do think that I need to debate more. Because I, I, I really do enjoy doing it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but there's very few opportunities to do it. Uh, so yeah, I gotta take it where I can get it, and in this case, it's a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it comes to you talking about it, it's fine, but it still sucks. Like for like a sport, like you're watching a sport, and for them to tell you what you should think, or like you know what I'm saying, like. Well, well, that's what that's the part about it that I don't like. Yeah, the, the, not the so much, not so. Yeah, the narrative, not so much the players doing that because whatever, that's their thing, that's their right, and. You know, I don't, I don't agree with it, especially, especially the reason why they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really like do any research, which it's kind of hypocritical to me, because you're saying you're, you're, you're protesting the injustice of of black and brown people by the police in this country. That's pretty much why the whole thing started. Yeah. But none of you are really doing any extensive research because if you do any extensive research, the research will reveal that that's not happening in this country. No. Actually, black and brown people, if, if you look at it on a grand scheme of things, treat the police way worse than the police treat them on yeah. a grand on a grand scale. And that's not me being a motherfucking coon or Uncle Tom or anything. Look at the statistics, read, you know, read about it. Yeah. Don't just go based off of like what the news is telling you and, and, and these few situations few and far between. Not to mention sitting down ain't gonna do shit. Right, and then that's the other the other biggest thing. So that's not so much that I don't agree with it, but whatever. Do you never cared? But the thing is, when when like Shannon Sharp talks about it and Stephen A. Smith, like why that now that that is off putting to me because that's not your job. And dude, you don't know shit. Yeah. About yeah. about the you know sports well, and and some of them don't even know that that well. Yeah. But but that's your job. But come on, dude, don't know. Yeah. No, like like. Not to mention, if you, if we got Shannon Sharp on this show, he wouldn't be able to keep up. Bodied. Yeah. Bodied. He'd get bodied. And nah, like, <laughs> maybe may he'd body us maybe on some football shit. Yeah. But but who knows? Maybe not even that because you know what I'm saying I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at that too. But no, uh, but uh, <laughs> but but politics and like social issues, he would get bodied. Now, what's funny about that is the same works on the flip side. Uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen A. Fucking Stephen Crowder recently did a review on it, and the review was horrible because, dude, you do politics. Movie awesome. reviews is not your thing, and it it was like a bad review. Like I was like, man, this is this is just like a a, a very like poorly put together review. Uh, poor as in like he didn't like it, or poor no, 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 as in like- poor as in like just reviewing things about the movie that are not important and then like spoilers it was just and then and then the, this other guy that I watch on YouTube when it comes to movie reviews he's a great film critic Chris Stuckman I don't know if you ever Chris Stuckman uh, Chris Stuckman I'd have to see him Yeah but he he's a he's a great movie reviewer yeah. Actually he's replaced Peter Travers cuz you know how big oh, I am Peter on Peter Travers, Travers. He's to me he's replaced Peter Travers as being my favorite mo- uh, film critic it's like I compared his it review to like Crowder's, and it was just like a professional compared to to an amateur. But you know what? It's hard. It's hard because not a lot of people could talk politics. Like like for example, Stephen Crowder, he's very good when it comes to politics. But sometimes politics, you have to be more pragmatist, more like. Whereas when it comes to movies or or music, you deal more in the abstract. Yeah, the yeah. abstract, the artistic. It's different. It's a it different is. world because like. You know, like I said, I just talked about fuck the police being, you know, like what it was. Some people 
that talk politics say, oh well that's just, you can't say fuck you know and you don't yeah. understand what where where I'm coming from because yeah. it's an abstract feeling yeah you don't it, understand it, that it, yeah it, it, it's two very different things and uh and and it and it's it's hard it's hard to do to be good at both yeah. some people are able to like, I feel like we're pretty good at both because we have the artist side of us yeah. but then we have the 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 journalistic side yeah. of us and you have to know the difference between the two like for instance Steven Crowder before he talked about the movie the Catherine Bigelow movie Detroit which I haven't seen yet but he bashed it yeah. he bashed it now I haven't seen the movie but I do know historically Catherine Bigelow to be a pretty decent director yeah now him bashing the movie I feel like came more from his his political leanings yeah Whereas if I were to critique the movie, I would leave my personal political leanings out of it. I would just look at it in the abstract as art. Like, yeah. okay, how did she do this? How did she do that? Okay, I like it. I don't like it. Whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Even even Chris Rock, some of the stuff that he said politically, I don't feel that some people some people would kind of like on the right would be a little bit put off by the way he jokes about stuff. And like to me, it wasn't a problem because again. This is, you know, it's comedy. And, you know, he's not... Yeah. He's definitely not a... I don't even fucking remember his name. Late night. Uh, Seth Meyers. He's not Seth Meyers, who's obsessed with... Trump. Oh, yeah. And then where he's just, like, laying it on thick. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're just... You, you know, sparkles here and there. Sprinkles here and there. It's not... But this Seth Meyers, is, he fucking lays it on thick. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, I uh, that's our show for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for your support. The show is growing thanks to you guys. So keep sharing it. If we talk about anything that you think you know somebody that would be interested in, send them the link. Share it with them. Whatever their their favorite uh, outlet to listen to podcasts are uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, because we're on all of them. Yep. So whatever. Maybe send them the link to audioapesmusic.com. Be like, hey, check these and guys our newsletter. out. newsletter. Oh yeah, we we got a lot of stuff cooking up, a newsletter, so you guys could kind of sign up for that uh with your email. It's just a way for us to kind of keep in touch, let you know what we got going on. It's not we're not there yet, but it, we're working on it. New and music We got new soon. music coming soon. Yeah. We got a new video coming soon. Um some merchandise coming. Man, motherfucker's been putting in work. You ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh thank you so much. We are hanging with apes. Peace. Peace.